0: lifelock alerts you to identity threats you might miss and if your identity is stolen your dedicated us-based restoration specialist will work to fix it let lifelock help protect what you've worked so hard for save 25 percent off your first year on lifelock ultimate plus at lifelock.com aware terms apply
1: all right quickly here uh, trey alexander creighton's trey alexander has been named big east player of the week for the second time this year. Averaged 25 points, 6.5 re- six rebounds, and 5.5 and assists last week. And Creighton's two wins over Xavier and DePaul. Creighton has now won 7 out of 8. 16-5, 7-3 and, five, seven and three in the league. Have Butler on Friday night after a bye week. And um, may have a chance, after all, to contend for that regular season Big East title. Uh, we'll discuss that a little bit later in the show. We have San Francisco and we have Kansas City. Uh, One of the teams hasn't won a title in 29 years. The other team is one win away from its third title in five years. But enough about the 2014 World Series, Peter. (laughs) That's what we have for the Super Bowl this year. San Francisco and Kansas City. Uh, and yes, there are some corollaries to the 2014 World Series, which I talk enough about, so that's okay. Um, Still painful for me. Let's go back to um, let's go back to how San Francisco got there first. We'll, we'll of course talk plenty about Kansas City. Um, some questions for for Dan Campbell. Man, we talked about this all last week, but if there was a path for the Lions to to pull the upset on the road, it was exactly how it went it, it was I mean with the exception of blowing the lead of course and fumbling and um, you know coming short on a few opportunities later in the game that we'll, we'll talk about but it followed the script right away you get a touchdown right off the bat you get 14 right off the bat and you're up 24 to 7 at halftime like that was the path get up and then try to run away and hide you know and when that happens and I don't know that they expected to be in that situation. But when that happens, you things do change, right? Like, I get being who you are and staying true to that. And Dan Campbell said last night he had no regrets on some of the decisions that were made. But I think, like it or not, the game situation kind of calls for um, just laying off the gas pedal a little bit. You don't. You don't have to go. You know, you're making. You're already making good time, Peter. You don't have to go 85 the entire time. You could back no. it down to 80. You know, or you could back it down to the speed limit for a little while. You don't. You don't have to push, 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 push. And so, you know, San Francisco is showing some signs of life, and um, they, the Lions, have the opportunity. And, and then there's an an analytics part that goes into the first decision that we're going to talk about from Dan Campbell, which is when, uh, it is 24 to 10 about midway through that third quarter. And the lions have an opportunity to kick a 45 yard field goal and they decide to go for it. And I know the I know the pass was dropped. Um, but if you think about it this way as well, if the gets that and then they go down the field and score, what happens? It becomes a three-score game. If th- if Detroit sits there and kicks a field goal, and I'm not trying to pretend it's automatic, it's not, what happens, Peter? We get a three-score game. It becomes a three-score game. So, like, you know, and that's not the biggest thing in the world, but think about it in that from that perspective. Obviously, we, we think about it in points all the time. 21 is better than 17, and I think that's what Detroit was thinking at the time. But it's also about you have the time working on your side, you have a quarter and a half left, and... You have the opportunity to make it a three score game, which means they have to get it and score three times, which, Peter, takes time, first of all. And, you know, you have to execute the entire thing as well. But mostly it takes time. You're asking them to do it three times and you have to stay level pat. So, yeah, I think I do kick the field goal to go up 27 to 10. So, my first question to Dan Campbell is this Hi, Dan. Are you interested in going up three scores on the road in the NFC championship game midway through the third quarter? Are you interested? One would think. What'd you think, man? Like, like, did you... Because I I saw some people, you know, basically defending Campbell, and um, I I think there's gray area to everything. I, I, I don't, like, I don't have all the answers here, but, like, for me, if that one in a vacuum, knowing everything we know up to that point... I kicked that field goal. And I, I know I, it's not automatic they make it, but I kicked that field goal.
2: And I know there was a lot of earned trust around that team with with how he coaches this year. And and we we know he likes to go for it. But it just... In the context of the game itself, where they were sitting in the second half...
1: It's just time. You're, tr- you're just trying... And I know, like, let's say they get the first down. And once again, they, they could have and should have on that play, but... You're, you're thinking like, all right, we have to, it's it's about time at this point. And, yeah. I, and I think that's where their disposition came back to bite them. Because in that moment, they weren't thinking about how much time they had to waste in order to get a win and go to the Super Bowl. They were thinking about, how do I get the first down? They were thinking about, how do I get the touchdown? They were pedal to the metal. When they didn't need to be pedaled to the metal, they were they were going fifty five and a thirty five, and they got caught.
2: They were looking you know? right ahead when they should have been seeing the yeah, bigger picture.
1: Exactly, yeah. I, and I think that is their. You you said it perfectly. That has been their mindset the entire year. We are go 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 all the time, and it sort of it, it fails to look at the the bigger picture of that football game. And maybe you know, and maybe they're they're playing analytics too, and. It happens over a long period of time, or if we go for it enough on fourth down, then we're going to end up having a higher projection of points. But once again, we're talking about we got 20 minutes left in the season, man, and we got a 14 point lead and we're trying to get a 17 point lead or we're trying to get a 21 point lead. and that's what we want that's what we want to do. It's literally that game. So that was the first one. I kicked that one. That's just me. Um, second question. Hello, Dan. Hi again. I have another question for you. Can I interest you? in tying the NFC Championship game on the road in the fourth quarter with seven minutes left. Hard pass again. (laughs) And once again, maybe that ball should have been caught too. But And it's not a guarantee. It would have been a 47-yard field goal in that case to tie the game at, uh, at 27 at that point, midway through the fourth quarter. And I think what happens if you kick that field goal and you make it is you just... That game had been so frantic and there was so many there were so many twists and turns. And if we're talking about, you know, just the the big picture of the game. Detroit got up early and their fans are into it and you could really hear them and there's all these murmurs going on in the crowd, and they're and and then here comes San Francisco. And I think what you do if you take a field goal and make a field goal at and make it 27-27, even though you got to go out and play defense in a tie game and get a stop and then get a score to win it, it it introduces this sense of calm. It introduces 0-0 zero, zero again, right? There's something to the idea of we have got it to level, and I know we only have probably two more possessions to deal with a piece at most, but that's what we're gonna put our that's what we're gonna put our everything into. We are back to level. We are back to zero zero, and there is a calm when it gets to zero zero. When you're down one, when you're down three, when you're down seven, there's you know you feel like you're chasing something. When you are up three, you're up seven, you feel like you're trying to protect something. Zero zero is calm for both sides, and you try and do what you do best. And I would have liked it if Dan Campbell had gambled on that instead of trying to go once again, gas pedal down to the floor to win. you know they were saying win 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 win. and I think in that moment it's perfectly acceptable to say let's just tie you know let's let's get this thing back and let's calm down let's we could have our big group team meeting on the sideline yeah. and we could say, hey look, you got seven minutes to get a stop and a score and you get to go to the Super Bowl like that's what you that's the message in that moment
2: watching it in real time but that's not
1: them that's not their dna peter
2: yeah and and watching it in real time that the second time around when they uh elected not to kick that one felt to me a little more questionable
1: yeah i don't mind going for like i don't mind going for it but obviously we have the we have the gift of hindsight in this situation yeah it would have been a 47-yard field goal. It's not a guarantee that he makes it. I'm not trying to pretend like it would have been a guarantee that he would have made the field goal. But what I'm saying is that an, a normal field goal in a normal game to tie a normal game in the regular season with seven minutes left is different than tying a very frantic, very up-and-down, very roller coastery NFC championship. And I, and I had
2: the same reaction as you. I sat there when they didn't convert uh, to tie it. I was like, I I just feel like it would have been more valuable just to stop the bleeding and reset. Like, points are points, Pete. And this is this is sort of the thought that I'm trying to introduce.
1: Like, yeah. points are points, and points are ultimately what's going to win you the game. But you're also trying to affect clock, and you're also trying to affect the nature in which the game is played. Yeah. Right? So that you want to be able to kind of play it on your terms or get it close to that you had just blown a 17 point or, you know you had just blown a 14 point lead in the matter of 10 seconds when a ball went off your defender's face oh, and somehow brutal. in a godly way ended up in Brandon Ayuk's hands right like that was all part of it so you were just it's it's not it's not like it was a steady slip for them it was just like two big giant punches right and so you're 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 faltering because this game has gotten so out of whack from an emotional standpoint, I feel like a field goal to tie just, whew, we're back to square one. We are back to zero, and we're, in, we're working with a little bit of clock here too. So like, I, I just think that does more for you than it does in a normal game situation where you're going to tie some game in the fourth quarter, in and whatever the situation had been before that and, i just it, think
2: that does a lot for. and it's right like there. you said there there is no guarantees kicks you know anything can happen yep but say it could, like in theory if it goes in we're tied and they san francisco d- does what they did and go down they score you're only down one possession yep and you and so, so we could ideally, play the game too,
1: Peter. Like we could play the game of yeah, what happens if yeah. you missed it, and ideally, like what probably, happens if they kick the and you missed it. And last possession
2: goes of regulation goes to Detroit. You have a chance, one possession to go down and score. But it, I mean, hindsight's twenty twenty. I digress. You, like you, you never know. You also have to
1: think about, and I, I don't know. This is all very ambiguous, but if you get a stop, a a four down stop on defense, and get your team off of the field, give your chan- give your team a chance to have the football. Up three in the NFC Championship game, like that does more for you than just what a number says, or like it gives you momentum. If you walk off the field and you've got a four down stop against one of the best offenses in the league, and they're getting deeper and deeper into your territory, that does a lot for you. Mm -hmm. And and like so, Doug on the um, on the uh, YouTube comments here. He says the Lions kicker was picked up in December. He's a 50-50 kicker from that distance. I just, like, I'm... And once again, we're, we're not talking about this had they got the fourth down right there, had they just caught the ball. You know, Monroe catches it or uh, or Reynolds catches the first one. Like, we're it's, it's a different situation. But I'm thinking about... I'm thinking about what a field goal does for you in this game compared to what a field goal does for you in a normal football game, this is this is not normal. And to a certain extent, you do. And I know people don't like talk. You know, Dan Campbell certainly doesn't look at it this way. You sort of have to approach it at least a little bit, like you are trying to protect. You're playing a little bit of defense instead of playing so much offense. Not literally, but you're 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 defending something right instead of always always being on the attack. So. I, I would have kicked them both f- with the full and complete understanding that neither of them could go in and we could talk about the same thing either way you know on on the other side yeah. of things I, I I do it with the full understanding that that's the case but you know it's not like it's too far. it's 47 and 45 yards. now I have a third question for Dan um this was the most egregious thing that happened last night in, in as far as how he managed a football game how they handle the situation getting down inside the 10-yard line with about a minute left or inside the 5-yard line with about a minute left with all three timeouts yeah a couple incomplete passes and then number 1 big mistake they decide to run the football you just can't yeah. like i i know what he's thinking which is they don't expect us to run. They they expect us to pass because they know we need the clock, so we have to pass the football. So let's run it, and they ran it, and they got stopped, and then they used the timeout, and then they buried themselves, and then they used the timeout, and the game was and the game was over.
2: I so I like, knew as soon as that timeout was called, I'm like, it's done because the NFL has made it impossible to recover an onside kick.
1: If 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 you are struggling, and you know they were a yard away from potentially getting the onside kick, like. If, if you are struggling and you're not confident in your offense to get one yard in the passing game, and it's a very difficult opportunity, like it's it's a difficult chance for the offense. It's about as difficult from the one yard line as it's ever going to be because they know what you're doing. They, they know what you're doing. They know that you have to protect the clock. You can't take a timeout, so you have to pass it, right? They know that you have to do that. So it's it's about as hard as it's ever going to be from the one yard line. And so if you think that you have it, you know, you think that you do can't get that yard and you don't have confidence in your quarterbacks or your receivers or your blockers or whatever it is to get that yard that's fine kick kick the field goal you're down by a score you take the shot at the onside kick anyway and then if you don't you still got a minute left and all three timeouts Mm -hmm. to get to get your defense a stop and is that like the the most winning proposition of all time no but it's not when you're down by ten with a minute left in the NFC Championship game on the road.
2: It what gives, it's what gives you the best chance. It just keeps when you it's in triple zeros. it.
1: It just keeps you in it. That's all. Like you, you just want as you want to stay in it as long as you possibly can. And so that was that was a bit of a tough look. Ultimately, like you know, they had a they had a pass go off of a of a defender's helmet and into a guy's arms. They fumbled the football. Um, you know, they they didn't do enough as things started to slip away. That's as that's, all my lions people out there. Man, that is uh, that is a tough deal. I don't I don't know what to say to you. I cannot. Yeah, there's. I I cannot like all the people last night was like man I feel you like I can relate like I actually can't I I don't know that that's that's about as rough as it gets.
2: You had this team that you would like at that point you almost wish. That San Francisco just blew you out of the water from the from the job. <laughs> they, I don't know, like Well, I, that maybe, might be like just, just on how you feel. Just like in terms of how the ups and downs, like you've you get you're at halftime. You're like, wow, this is going much better than I thought it would, and then it's just super deflating. You almost wish you didn't even reach that point where you're <laughs> like, wow,
1: this could happen. We all live to get our hearts broken, yeah. Peter. I guess, yeah. and and so I guess you like that kind of heartbreak over over anything else but yeah it's definitely a tough way to go out given that you had a chance and then and then so you know like they're gonna run it back next year and Campbell was super honest after the game I thought it was great he's like I don't regret it number one number two um like we discussed a little bit in the crossover he said it, it's gonna be harder it's going to be harder for the Lions to get back to where they were this year it's going to be more difficult you're not gonna you're not gonna surprise anybody anymore And you're going to be the favorite to win your division and one of the favorites in the whole conference. Like, Hey, we may never get back here again. So that's a, that's a tough one that they'll, you know, have to somehow swallow. Um, and then you look at the other side. Um, and like I said, I was the first one talking about the path for the lions this week, just like they were. So I guess I just have a question to pose about the 49ers as they now headed to the Super Bowl, where they're point and a half favorites with Brock Purdy and the, and the plays that he made in that game. And I know everybody was, man, the, the take market was hot on Brock Purdy yet again. He was like, see, he can make plays. He can do things. It's like, yep. Once again, he's, he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. I think we all should have admitted that at this point. Um, I was the first one talking about the Lions path. But also, how that slipped away from it was... In my opinion, it was a little bit more Lions than it was 49ers. So how do you look at the 49ers going into the Super Bowl? When I talked about them last week, it was... They are a completely different team when they're down, and I don't know if they have the capability to do it. And so, going into the Super Bowl now do you think any differently about them now that they have quote-unquote checked that box? I think it's debatable whether they have checked that box because the Lions did what they did, blew it the way that they blew it. I feel like most of that game was the Lions giving it back. Yeah. Weirdly enough, I didn't think the Lions had the ability to collect, to to possess the control of the game the way that they did for the entire first half, but they did, and knowing that, they they look like the team who sort of gave it back to them. They had to, they they took it they took advantage the 49ers took advantage of the opportunities that were given to them, right? I guess that's the best way to say it. Like yeah. you still have to execute it. You still have to do it when you go and they did. And so a better team or a different team may just straight up not give them the opportunities, right? So I don't know if I I'd, I'd be like, "Hey, yeah, the the 49ers checked that box and they can now kind of do do anything." Um I don't know that I would come down to that with them, but I mean it's it's certainly an interesting conversation going into you know the 2 weeks before Super Bowl week here.
2: And I would certainly say that heading into the Super Bowl, one of the two teams is far more battle-tested than the other. Yep. In terms of the path they took,
1: I like where the Chiefs are coming from. I, li- I like where the Chiefs are coming
2: from. That's that's for sure. If, if you want to talk about checking boxes, they've they've done a great job of doing that. <laughs>
1: that's a team that has checked the boxes. That's for sure. We'll we'll talk plenty about the Chiefs um, a little bit later on in the show. Um, actually, you know, we'll discuss them at the noon hour probably, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about the local basketball from over the weekend as well. Um, we are sure to get some NFL takes with our good friend. Mike Schaefer coming up in a minute. Uh, let's get to a couple of thoughts from you guys here from Hockey Dad on the uh, Twitter. So how come nobody is talking about all the real estate Goff had on the first fourth down play? If he'd ran left and gotten a ton of yards, the game was over. But he panicked and made, and made a bad pass. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I guess to answer your question, why is nobody talking about it? Well, because he threw the pass and it should have been caught. Right? Like, he made the pass and it should have been caught. So... um That's probably why. But, yeah, I mean, you look back, it's like they had lots of options. They dropped a bunch of passes in that game. Um, And, you know, the one, funny enough, when they actually did score down in, you know, deep in their territory late when they were trying to come back from down 10 with like a minute left and Jamison caught it, he about dropped that one too. It almost went straight through his hands on that fourth down. This is already after they've burned the timeout. Um, That would have been... a a pretty funny ending to that game. Funny, sad, you know, sad, funny. Probably not so funny for uh, Detroit Lions fans. But yeah, I mean, that's probably it. We we have the, we have what we have to go off of. And that was, that was kind of it. So to recap here, Dan Campbell, I don't know, man. I, I just like, I love, I love the idea of being who you are and being who you are all the time. But I just think that, that championship game scenario with that kind of lead that they weren't expecting to have is a little bit of a different scenario going into, uh, into that one. Uh, Like I said, we'll talk about the chiefs and the uh, Ravens a little bit later. Of course, we'll have plenty of thoughts on that. Let's take a phone call from the 42 degrees source hotline. It's triggered Bob. Hi, Bob. What's up?
0: Hey, Hey, Peter. Um,
1: just want to talk about the chiefs. I guess, uh, when we talk about, I guess, the greatness of teams, it seems like people have a real sour taste in their mouth. And, again, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but we're kind of witnessing something that doesn't happen very often. I mean, you think about the Kentucky basketball teams, the Lakers, the Patriots. Like, was it annoying that they were always in the championship? Sure, but, it I mean, it happens once in a lifetime kind of thing. Um, I, Outside of, you know, the Chiefs may be getting more calls from the refs, or maybe the over coverage of uh, T Swift. Um, is it more of a referendum on how no one else can challenge the team, or are people just tired of seeing the same thing over and over again? Like if Taylor Swift wasn't a part of the picture. Just, hey Bob, just, just just talk- to be clear, you're talking about like how people are reacting to the to the Chiefs now. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Okay. All right. Yeah. Thanks for the call. Appreciate it. Hey. Uh, um. I don't. I think it's all those things combined. Like like we said during the crossover. I mean they there's only so much you could do about this but because they have won the way that they've won and they've been at the top of the game and they have personalities, but like they are definitely overexposed. I mean we 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 talk about them a lot. We think about them a lot. And this is just everybody. Um I also think that that, you know, maybe this area of the like here where we are in Omaha is probably looks at it a little bit differently from the rest of the country because we're like, if you're not a chiefs fan, you're really not a chiefs fan right now. You are surrounded by your chiefs fan friends and they are telling you how good the chiefs are. And they're telling you that they will never lose another game again. And we have the and we're going to win every Super Bowl for the rest of time. And like, that's how I would think if I was a, a chiefs fan too, even though I would caution people against that. But like, we are surrounded. Peter unit, you know, you're not a Chiefs fan. You're surrounded by it. You're a Royals fan yeah, as well, I, we, right? You have to turn your mic on real quick.
2: But yeah. yeah, you and I are the Royals guys. We're
1: Royals, we're Royals fans. And so I'm surrounded by Chiefs fans and everything, you know, I I look on Twitter for Royals takes, and there's none of them to be found. It's just everybody talking about the Chiefs all the time. That doesn't like. I'm not offended by that, but you are surrounded by it, and you you feel as if you're kind of like part of it. You go to the you go to High V, and you see the Travis Kelsey and Caitlin Clark cutouts. You know, you're like, man, what do I got to do, man? What do do I got to do to get away from these guys for a little bit? And and can't even go grocery shop. And then they're in the Super Bowl again. So I think that plays a part, and um, it's. It is also a referendum on nobody, you know, on there being nobody better in the league at playing the position of most prominence than the quarterback of the Chiefs. And you feel when you have that guy, I mean this is football tail as old as time in football, like you feel like when you have that guy, you're always going to have a chance in everything that you do. It doesn't matter how good you are, it doesn't matter what the pieces are around them. But if you have that guy, and maybe if you have that other guy, that tight end, and he's operating at full capacity, then you could do no wrong. So there's a confidence about it, too. So, I, Bob, like to answer your question, I think it's all that stuff. It's all that stuff just put into one. It's a good question for uh, for our next guest, actually, uh, Mike Schaefer, who is surrounded by it, just like uh, just like we all are, and also not a Chiefs fan. We'll discuss that with Schaefer when we return, and plenty more. On the Connor Happer Show in 1620 The
0: Zone. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help.